Welcome to Better Than MJ and Kobe. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy. Alongside me is... It's Stitch. What's up? We are back up in this one. Um, it's been a while since we recorded. Yep. Uh, got a lot to uh, a lot of craziness been going on. Oh, yes, we do. We're going to go deep in some of these uh, topics because um, obviously they're layered. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's jump on the fuck in. Kyrie and LeBron. Yeah. This was, uh, I thought, a pretty good one-two combination. I think out of out of the big three in Cleveland, everybody was is down on love lately. Yeah, they want to chip together. They went to three straight finals. Um, Kyrie was a big part of them winning. Kyrie hit in, the game-winning shot in Game Seven. Yes, and and when a beat a seventy-three and nine team um, came back from a three-one lead, obviously LeBron had a big part of that as well. But Kyrie hit the big shot. Yeah. Um, Kyrie wants out. He wants out of Cleveland. He's not just telling people behind the scenes, insiders, anonymously. No, Kyrie's bold with it. He's in full Mamba mentality (laughs) mode. Give me the ball. I want to be the star. Um, It's my world now. Step back, old man. What do you think about this? Well, and also, it seems like they both want out of Cleveland. Uh, it just seems that Kyrie wants out now, and LeBron will be... Let's save LeBron. Okay. <laughs> you, you, I, I'm not disagreeing, but let's save LeBron. We're going to come back to him. Okay. Let's, go, let's stick with Kyrie for a second. Yeah, Kyrie wants to be the man. Uh, he's tired of being in LeBron's shadow as being the sidekick. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and like many people have said, it's very uh, Mamba-like in terms of him making this uh, career move and uh, saying, all right, I'm done with being LeBron's sidekick, similar in the way Kobe said, I'm done with being uh, Shaq's one-two guy. Um, obviously, for those that don't know, Kyrie and Kobe are, are pretty close. They uh, are. It's his, it's his mentor. It's who he uh, aspires to, to be and play his game like. So um, Kyrie's, Kyrie wants to make a name for himself. Interesting, though, that the teams that he requested or is reported he requested a trade to, none of which he would really be the man the man at. What are some of those teams? I know San Antonio was one. San Antonio was one. Uh, Minnesota was another. Talked about... um, uh, I don't remember Chicago was the other one. And then um, I think New York. People report New York, which was really new. He's a New Yorker, so... Um, there's a little bit of hometown uh, yeah. bias in that, and then obviously New York always wants to be in the mix of every NBA story, even though that franchise is irrelevant, right. which we have talked about before. Uh, while I appreciate the Mamba mentality to a certain extent, Kyrie needs to pump the goddamn brakes on a few things. Oh boy. Kyrie, no one would argue, is unequivocally the best player at his position in the league i don't think there's a besides maybe himself nobody else in the world is going to argue that he is the best point guard in the league you think he's better than curry i don't think he's better than curry no i don't so i'm confused you're saying curry's better or kyrie's better curry is much better than kyrie oh i thought you're saying kyrie is better than curry kyrie let me let me back up kyrie is not the best player oh, okay. I'm, I'm at that. his position in the league, and nobody would say he is. Correct. Um, he did not make NBA, All-NBA first, second, or third team this yeah. past season. 
not taking anything away from him. He's a spectacular player, an all-star, and a very and a very talented offensive wizard with the ball. But when we're talking about Mamba mentality, uh, and one of the best players of all time, Kyrie ain't on that level yet. He's young, but not yet. Well, to to touch on that, first of all, the point guard, the top tier area of the point guard position is pretty stacked. In terms it is. Of, you have uh, Curry, CP3, Westbrook, Harden. Harden. So Even Dame Lillard and yeah, Wall are yeah, making a case for exactly. themselves. So uh, that, that top tier, calling somebody the best at that position, there's a lot of, of names you can argue with. So, True. Uh, saying that he's not unequivocally the number one at that position, I, I don't see that as a knock on him. Would you even go so far as to say he's not top three? With those names you named, I would pick at least three or four of those guys ahead of Kyrie. I think it's argue, arguably top three. Depends on who you like at the at two or three. I don't I don't think he's unanimous one, two, or three, but I. I he, you can argue for him to be in that in that class. Whether you, if you like him over CP3 because he's younger, he's, True. he's got better handles, he's a little bit more durable than CP3. Or if you like the fact that he um, isn't really a uh, ball... Well, I mean, he's a ball space eater. But in terms of getting his teammates involved, unlike Westbrook, where it's all about Westbrook. True. It, it's sort of... You, you have your preference choices in terms of your top tier, and Harden's a different thing, but I don't really even still consider him a point guard. He's top five. Yeah. He's top five. Nobody would doubt that. Yeah. Um, and then the drop-off is huge after the, that. The drop-off is huge after the, all the, right. the point guards we mentioned. There's no doubt about it. But I want to say this, too. He's also the young... Is he younger than Westbrook? Uh, they're around the same age. That's a good question. Right. We can fact check that to right. be sure. Um, but he, he is a younger guy. Remember, though, prior to LeBron coming on board, this was a lottery team. Yes. Um, this was not something where he came into Cleveland as that first draft pick and set the league on fire um, in terms of winning games. He had some good individual stats. There's no doubt about it. But Cleveland was not a winner without LeBron. Well, Okay, well, when LeBron left, Cleveland was a shell of itself. Mm-hmm. They got the first pick overall, and they drafted Kyrie. Yes, Kyrie rebuilding. Was, yeah, they were completely rebuilding. Agreed. Um, Kyrie, it was told it was his team. They, at the time when Kyrie was drafted, it's supposed to be your team. You're the star. You're the man, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think it, I think on if we do the research within this like a week or two after Kyrie had signed his extension to stay with Cleveland, that's when LeBron came back. I hear you. So the whole dynamics of that team completely changed out of Kyrie's control. Um, I don't, and I don't think it was obviously expected. I mean, you were famously didn't think that LeBron was going to go back. To Cleveland. I had to eat crow on that. Yeah. I did not see him going back to Cleveland. So essentially, you're drafted number one top overall pick. It's your goal, and you are expected to be a superstar player. You're supposed to have a franchise built around you. If you're the number one overall top pick, supposed to that well, that's that's what a team is drafting you. Supposed for. to, I yeah. get, I'm with you. That opportunity was taken from Kyrie. Now, see that no fault of his. I would rephrase that for me. I, I hear where you're where you're coming from. I would rephrase that in terms of the opportunity to play with arguably the best player in the entire world was gifted to him. 
and therefore a higher level of expectation for winning and expectation for individual performance and, and just higher visibility overall was cast down upon him. In instantly, once LeBron joined that team, it's a different dynamic for sure from just being the number one draft pick on a rebuilding team. But three straight finals and clearly the best team in the conference and all the nationally televised games and all of that limelight and shine, including a chip. Let's not forget that was all possible based on Braun Braun coming back home. Well, yeah, obviously he's not a one-man show. Um, 90% of the NBA players aren't a one-man show. Aren't Agreed. a successful one-man show. Agreed. I mean, even Curry needed Clay and Draymond and, and, yeah. and Curry. I mean, we haven't seen really a one-man show win a championship in God knows how long, if you want to call it. Uh... I, I'm going to say this. In terms of individual one-man show on a team I didn't really respect, when Wade back in way back for his first championship, um, Shaq was still Shaq was was a he wasn't as he wasn't big man lazy for that. He was more motivated than he was against that finals loss with the Pistons. I will agree with you on that, but it was head and shoulders clearly Wade's team, and Shaq was. Well on the decline. And I think that in terms of individual performances on what I would consider a pretty subpar team and actually not only getting to the finals but winning it, that sticks out in my mind as one of those for a young player. Because remember, he was only well, – how, how old was he? He was only in the league for like four years at that I point. think a parable would be um, Dwight Howard got to the finals. They lost to the Lakers. But Dwight oh, Howard yeah. was a was a one-man show, essentially. In Orlando? Yeah. Yeah, that and was impressive. They beat Cleveland. They, he knocked out LeBron. I, I wholeheartedly agree yeah. with that. So, yeah, that's what I would sort of compare that to. Now, I just... I don't have any issue with him wanting to be the man. It's, it's essentially as if your old tenant left you the keys to the house... You're supposed to be gone, and all of a sudden you get a knock at the door. You're like, hey, I'm back. You're like, what do you mean? This is my house now. If you don't have a problem with it, I got I to gotta challenge you on this a little bit. So let's say he goes to, just for example, a Chicago. Okay? Okay. Or, or New York. Either one. Rebuilding. They have some pieces there, but obviously uh, they're not franchises that are expected to win the entire thing. Or even make a finals appearance. Per se. Okay. He's there. If in his first three years, they don't come out of the East on either of those teams with him being the man, is hindsight 2020 in terms of this being a bad idea for him coming out and saying, I want to be the man, I want to be the man. If he's not able to, on his own, being the man for a franchise, at least get a team to the finals. Well, the situation that you just played out, you could say is identical to what Westbrook wanted. I hear, I hear you, but don't don't get sidetracked on Westbrook on me. No, we're not going there. Stay with me on this. I mean, is that a disappointment? Is that is that? It depends on what they build around him. If he, if that franchise, whatever franchise is he, whatever franchise he chooses, let's just say the Bulls, just to mm-hmm. make it that team. Mm-hmm. If they go out in free agency and get some key role players, sure, but it is still Kyrie's team. He's the star. 
Um, it would. It sort of depends on who it is that they put around him. That, let's that's say on they, the fran- that's let's on the say they put office. they put everybody he wants on his team around him. He's still the man, and a three-year experiment goes on, and they do not make the finals. Is that a disappointment, up or down? Yes or no? Yeah, you could say it's a. It, it, I mean, obviously, if, if you're in the West, it's a little bit different than. If yeah, you're that's why. East. That's why I chose East. Okay, yeah. That's why I chose East. Um, yeah, they need to get to the. They need to phase LeBron in the finals if if LeBron is still with. They need to get to an Eastern Conference final. Okay, so you're lowering the bar a little bit. They, All need, right. they need to get to an Eastern Conference finals because Boston has it going on. Boston, True. unless they have some crazy injuries, they're going to be uh, a team to. They improved. They they improved. They have draft picks to keep improving. Unless they make some bonehead decisions, could be. It'll be Boston, Cleveland, and then fill in the blank whatever team wants to. Step up. I'm willing to say, while I agree with you, Eastern Conference is the bare minimum in terms of a um, requirement for this to look good in hindsight, this demand for a trade. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say, for me, I would expect him to not only make the Eastern Conference Finals, but to also win those four games and make it to the Finals. At least somewhere in that three-year, three- to four-year period, um, if a team is tailor-made around him. Because if you're talking about you want to be the man and you're in the inferior Eastern Conference and LeBron is getting older, even though he doesn't look like it in, you know, in this past finals, obviously, you got to show you have to show me that you warranted leaving a team that was guaranteed to go to the finals every single year. Because that's where that's where he is right right now. Under He's under contract with a team that is going to make the finals every year like clockwork. And if you can't do that on your own, why are you leaving? Well, I'm going to go to the, to the stats. Mm, all right, bring, bring out the stats. What it, you got here? Because it took, okay, after one, two, three, it took Kobe three years after um, Shaq? after Shaq left to get there. On the third year, if, uh, if we're going to say 04, well, actually four years technically. Four, whatever. yeah. Yeah, if you want to say um, the year where they lost to the Pistons, 2004. 2005, Spurs, Pistons, 2006, Mavs, Heat, 2007, Spurs, Cleveland. Then he goes back. They lose in 08, but then they win in 09 and, and everything. Okay, so a four-year. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. So a four-year span. Yeah, but in that third year when, when they hadn't been back, they hadn't been back, they hadn't been back. Those, now, now, a lot of Laker fans ignore those years. There was actually some uh, either one or... Or two missed playoff years in there, too. Yeah, well, they blew a 3-0 lead against Phoenix one year in the first round. Yeah, there were some first-round exits. That was the year Kobe was, was going apeshit. One of those years, even though Kobe had an incredible season, they yeah. missed the goddamn playoffs. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I was talking a whole lot of shit because that's just unacceptable, well, too. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said it depends on who they had. I mean, Smush Parker. Oh, God. Exactly. Why do we pick on Smush so much, Kobe? <laughs> Leave that poor man alone. He's probably bagging groceries yeah. in Vancouver right mm-hmm. now. Who knows? Um, okay, I'll give him four years. Okay. I I demand <laughs> a finals appearance. Because essentially nobody looks back and says, oh, Kobe was wrong for pushing Shaq out the door. Kobe, I'm, no, Kobe was right. No, I'm going to say this. There are people who, especially during that time, said... What the fuck? The Lakers can't can't get past it. Remember, Shaq well, did a song about the, a rap song at about the time. That. Yeah, but if we look back on how it played out in the end, Shaq still Shaq finished with four. Kobe had five. But here's the thing: 
the only reason why we've changed that narrative wasn't when they made it back and lost to Orlando. It was the years after that, again, with a extremely tall and talented team, where they hit, when they went back-to-back, that everybody changed the narrative of, you know, Kobe can do it without Shaq. I agree with you that that is the final narrative, and that's the nail in the coffin, the five versus four. Mm-hmm. I get all that. But if we truly look at it in its totality, there were a lot of years where Kobe fairly got criticism for being a great all-time individual player, but not someone who could lead his team to the promise. Well, yeah, of course, because people thought Smush Parker was good, was an NBA oh, player, God and they thought all God these other Brian Grant was was serviceable, and all these other scrubs, and especially with with Shaq winning two years later. Yeah, he did. I mean, people ignore that the fact that he was he had Dwayne Wade, he had Pat Riley as a he coach. wrote he wrote uh, Dwayne Wade's back. Yeah, that was not his. You know, he was nowhere near the best guy on that team. Right. So everyone thought that. That it was Kobe's fault because, oh, you wanted him out of town and he goes out of town and now he wins a title with this young player. Yes. And people are trying to hype and say, oh, Dwayne Wade's on the same level as Kobe now. But let's be fair and not change history too much. Remember this, and I think Kobe even will admit this, in terms of his own personal level of maturity at that time, he handled things very poorly in the media and publicly about Shaq. Well, yeah, well, he, he got tired of big man lazy. He yeah, thought but he was being lazy versus the Pistons. He's just like, I can't do this. But he came out, and I mean, that that was the drama of that decade. And exact, and this seems to be exactly what's going on. Deja vu with yeah. Kyrie and LeBron. At I think time. there are, there are a lot of parallels. There yeah. definitely are. I will also say, unlike Shaq, in a lot of ways, now switching gears to LeBron a little bit. Mm-hmm. Unlike Shaq, LeBron has never really been criticized for, first of all, being he's not big man lazy or anything close to that, or being difficult to play with. This is the first we've heard of rumblings of... You can't criticize the coach, GM, and all-star player. This is true. Because you will get shipped the fuck out. Yeah. As we saw with David Blatt, who's a world-renowned coach, uh, won titles overseas. Yep. And uh, he got the boot. Like, yeah, it seems like he was blackballed from the league. Yes, you know what? Him not <laughs> having him not having a job is almost as bad as Byron Scott when he went to the finals two years in a row with the New Jersey Nets, yeah. who were subpar, and they lost to the Lakers mm-hmm. back in oh one oh two and all of yeah. that. Yeah, that's you're right. That's yeah. a good point. And pretty much, if LeBron wants you out of town, you're gone. Yeah, LeBron's got the clipboard call and play, so it's not like you're in a position to call him out. Yeah. on it. And I mean, it was interesting how. I mean, I enjoyed it for comedy purposes, watching Stephen A. Smith talk about controlling the narrative, and you don't know what I know, and I'll talk about it. That was really interesting. Yeah, there was a lot of back and forth with that. Yeah, it was really interesting and but, on a weird level of professionalism on his part. But we usually see, like, obviously with the decision, and even with the return home and all, some of that other stuff, um, the backlash against LeBron has always been, for the most part, fan-driven. Um, with a little bit of media before he won his first championship in terms of expectations and can he get it done. Okay. Now we're seeing something new, which is players who he's played with and won with criticizing him. Well, he's never really had anybody close to that caliber of a player in terms of who he in terms of in Cleveland. 
Ah, okay. Cleveland. All right, because I, I was about to say Wade and because, uh, Bosch. Because, because <laughs> playing in, in, in Cleveland is his city. True. It's true. his city. It's not like Miami is, is Wade's and that, that's where that's he true. was born, Good point. raised, played his, his ball at. Those fans burned his jerseys and then were shoveling through the ashes trying to try to patch, patch them together when they found out he was coming back. Yes, yes. So he's never had anyone remotely on the same star level where they could even be an all-star. Besides, mm, yeah, besides, a lot of truth to yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you had what Vergeau and what was that Ach- big Gooden, Zika or a whatever. So he's never they've never had anybody in the position to even make a remote power play until they got Love and they got Kyrie. Immediately, people jumped on Love and said he needs to go. He needs to get out of there. But yep. Kyrie seems to be the the vocal one to just be like, Nah, I, I'm done with this. You're not going to uh, ship me out of town or, or make me be the scapegoat. How much do you think, just behind the scenes, nobody around, it burned Kyrie when he was hearing very vocally LeBron in the media all fucking season talking about, I need a playmaker. And you got arguably a top five, top three point guard that just won you a chip the, the year before with his big game shot, yeah. the shot of the century. On your squad, healthy. That's why I don't get mad at, at him for that. It'd be one thing if he went to, if Kyrie, as a free agent, went to Cleveland and went to LeBron's team mm. and was like, all right, this is my, uh, the, I, I'm going to change things. I'm going to be the alpha male now. Essentially, it, it was taken back from him. Someone yeah. gave you the keys for the Porsche. You bought the Porsche. You had the license, title, registration. And then the old owner comes back when you wake up one morning, when you're getting in your car to go to work, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm here in my car, sitting in that, where you want me to drop you off." Yep, it, it's, it's ridiculous, and it's. I mean, LeBron played it really well when he was in Miami because he, it was Dwayne Wade's city, it was yes, Dwayne it was. Wade's franchise. Still is. Yes, he was the one that won championships there, and you never saw LeBron in a way took a back seat. I mean, they are personal friends outside yeah. of uh, the basketball, uh, outside the court. So it was never really any ego-driven uh, aspect to it. It seemed like obviously Bosch got the, the raw deal of a lot of the uh, the the media hype. Yes. In terms of when things were going rough, everyone was looking at Bosch. Yep. Wade, Unfairly so. Yeah, Good player. Wade, Wade never got any blame, even when Wade's game was declining True. visibly. Yep. Couldn't blame Dwayne Wade. He brought us the title. This is Dwayne Wade's city. Yep. So you never had that interesting or crazy dynamic at when he was with Miami. Now LeBron comes back to his old house. Uh, there's a new guy there who's trying to learn how to be the man. He only had one season to try to develop on his own, being a, a the star, and boom, LeBron comes back. So I, I don't get mad at Kyrie for wanting and okay. having aspirations on trying to be an alpha. What do I always say, though, Stitch? The evil monkey paw legend is, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. You just might fucking get it. Yeah. So, you mentioned, real quick, and sorry, we'll get off of this but in just a second, but you mentioned uh, Kobe and the four-year span in the uh, 2000, mid-2000s and whatnot. Not only did he go back to the finals, obviously, with uh, getting Pau Gasol and uh, Odom and obviously Derek Fisher and all that back, he did it three straight years yeah. in a row and yeah. won two back-to-back. Yeah. So, we're still lowering the bar for Kyrie by saying... You say Eastern Conference Finals. I say at least a Finals appearance, especially in the weaker East. But Kobe did it three years in a row and was consistently staying on top like that 
It's a tall order, but if you're going to be the man, I want to see well, that. W- the the West wasn't the West that it is today. Then uh, you're saying in the in which period? <laughs> which uh, time period? I'm saying in the '09 to uh, the '08 to uh, 2010. The West wasn't as stacked. I, I think it's got. Term- I think it's gotten more stacked. I'll I'll agree with you cautiously. I still think at that time it was better than the East, even back then. Yeah, but I mean, looking at this year, you had, where you had a Houston Spurs and, and Warrior team. Yeah, all sixty plus 60, wins. Sixty, yeah, um, uh, and mid sixty wins win teams. Yeah, um, I, I don't recall any of those. And yeah. I know last year there were you had to be at least five hundred to even get into the playoffs. Yeah, I I also want to see I I want to see. Remember when like Pippen was gone from the Bulls after 98. And he did his Portland stuff. Yeah. He did his uh, Houston stuff when he was a little bit older. Yeah. And everybody had always hyped, not hyped up, he's a Hall of Famer, but uh, had talked about the prowess of Pippen. He won six chips with Jordan. He was obviously second fiddle to Jordan because mm. you're going to be second fiddle to Jordan, being the best player in the world. Right. We never really saw Pippen at that level that we wanted to see him at for a like MVP caliber post Bulls Pippen. Yeah. I hope we're not in this scenario where we see someone who is second banana and on a great team that's won a chip and after leaving the greatest player in the world, you don't quite achieve what you want that person to achieve. Pippen was older. But just think yeah. about that a little bit, yeah, too. Yeah, he's older. It'll be interesting because Curry is still young. Um, like I said, we can look at Westbrook. Westbrook and Durant got to a... Got to a I mean, and I believe Harden was on that team, too. Of course they, he was, yeah. yeah. Harden, they got to a uh, NBA championship. Yes, they did. Uh, they didn't win, obviously. Um, they haven't sniffed it. Houston hasn't sniffed a, a, a title since, getting, since Harden won it. Well... Harden was traded away, but Harden has taken it upon himself to want to be the man. He hasn't sniffed a... Uh, You're right. And neither has Westbrook. You're absolutely right. Durant did what Durant had to do, which I don't fault him for. And uh, he decided to put the ego away and go on the whatever superstar team. Like I said, at the beginning of the season, he's, to me, the alpha. No. And came across as the alpha. He certainly was. In the, in the playoffs, that in the star moment against LeBron... Deed him up, shut yeah. him down, yep. embarrassed him, dunked, did whatever. Durant had his way, and Durant had his moment, and he shut everybody the hell up. Westbrook, who seemed to be the one uh, vocal and, and being petty as hell, yes, the he was. Season he was was uh, in the playoffs and out before you even uh, even realized what the hell was game, going on. A gentleman sweep the for that first round series basically four yeah. one. So you're right. We're, we'll, we'll never know because now all of a sudden he's well. You have Paul George, who you're not a fan of, but he's there. He's still a yeah. I, Westbrook has on paper talent around him this season. Obviously, I think there's some improvements. I, I trash Paul George because I don't think he's quite on the level of conversation like Steph, KD, LeBron, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and even um, down in San Antonio. Kawhi Leonard, I think he's much a much lower tier. He wasn't all NBA at all, but I think he drastically improves OKC. I don't know how these personalities are going to work together. I need to physically see not preseason, regular season games in OKC. 
to see how that dynamic is going to work out. Multiple games. But okay. we're going to see. Yes. Man, there's, there's so much good stuff. Sorry, we had been wanting to talk about Kyrie and LeBron <laughs> for so long. I love the NBA drama. Uh, the National Football League. Having some boycotts. What's yeah. going on? Uh, well, football season's kicked off. Preseason games are uh, underway. We're on week two of the NFL. Um, even Hard Knocks has started. Preseason. Preseason. Um, so, once again, I mean, we've, we've sort of talked about this numerous times about Colin Kaepernick not having a job. Yep. Um, star quarterbacks getting injured and going down. Well, not I don't want to call them star quarterbacks, but starting quarterbacks getting injured and going down. In Flacco has a chip. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, but he hasn't really done anything since then. I won't argue with that. Uh, I'm Ryan, just... Ryan Tannehill in Miami. Um, and essentially, there are quarterback jobs to be had. You're watching <laughs> these teams pick up scrubs. Who's that guy in Jacksonville? Uh, uh, Bortles. Yeah. Yeah. Just scrub tastic yeah. garbage. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're getting shots while Colin Kaepernick's just not getting, no one's calling him, trying him out or anything. And he's an NFL serviceable quarterback. That's not debatable. <laughs> he had 16 touchdowns, four interceptions last year. One more playoff games than anybody that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> played in big games, won playoff games, and got to a Super Bowl. And these teams won't even bring him in for a backup role. Yeah. All because of uh, his, I guess, spearheading this the debate on the national anthem in terms of how he sat to raise awareness for what he felt was oppression uh, going on in the United States against people of color. People, like, I mean, we've talked about it. Shannon Sharp's been really, really... Oh, he's been... Great. He's my spirit animal. <laughs> I, I, I love Shannon. Shout he, out to him. Yeah, he's been really great at um, pointing out some of the ridiculousness going on with it in terms of... These players um, getting suspended for domestic violence and everything. And weed. Weed and, and whatever. for And being allowed to, to come into camp, try out for jobs. And, and and meanwhile, this person who did nothing except want to raise awareness for a situation that he feels is important and going on in this country. That I don't think that's debatable that there are some issues going on that people of color feel that they're being discriminated uh, against. Whether you agree with it or not. It is still a legit conversation topic. He used his First Amendment right to peacefully um, protest. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he he wasn't interrupting the national anthem. He just sat, didn't say anything. It got brought up to him a week or two after when they started noticing. He said what he felt. Um, We went through all of last year where... He sat, he had various other players, Eric Reed on the Niners, yep. um, there were uh, Malcolm Jenkins on the uh, Eagles, yep. and, and multiple other players did um, ways show signs of solidarity, supporting Collins' cause and what they believed were several injustices going on around. Unfortunately, we had the incident that took place last weekend in Charlottesville, Virginia, yep. where a person drove a vehicle into a, a protest going on. Yeah, a Nazi did it. <laughs> yes. And um, people uh, raised fists, took a knee, sat down. Marshawn Lynch um, noticeably sat down. And uh, Michael Bennett, a Seahawks defensive lineman, took a, took a seat. And people in the media, uh, celebrities like Spike Lee... Uh, the NAACP. I'm going to throw a big one in here that surprised me and warrants a special kind of a shout out. The New York Police Department yes. had black officers 
wanting to, uh, I believe, boycott the NFL over Kaepernick not having yeah. a job. You can't tell me that all police officers are against Kaepernick, especially in the biggest city in the country, the city that has um, the NFL office, the headquarters and everything. There were officers that did this. Yeah. So, I, I you know, that just needs to be pointed. I was very taken aback, yeah. let's just say, by that um, sign of solidarity yeah. as well. And it, I think it was it was a it was very symbolic, and it shut up a lot of people that were just repeating what they thought was actual facts in terms of. He disrespected all law enforcement, disrespected the military, and people have been have said numerous times, including himself, he's not disrespecting the military, et cetera, et cetera. What you know? What I do? Sorry to j- jump no, in, but I want the people to get their stick to a story at least. Yeah, because I've seen you're changing it. Yeah, I, moving I've seen the goalposts. I've seen the goalposts change with him now. More recently, especially since training camps have started and we're in the preseason now, um, there's. The narrative from like Baltimore and Miami and even Seattle to a certain extent, well, he's just not a good fit for our team. Almost as if his skills aren't good enough, which that's one thing. It's fair for an NFL team to evaluate whether that, especially at the quarterback position, that player, individual player, is good for the system of offense that they're running. Correct. Um, I think... I think it's bullshit. I think there's a, a lot of lies to that. Um, and I think when I look at inferior, like across the board and all of the different statistical categories that we have for QBs, um, just inferior quarterbacks, not only starting, but even playing backup, uh, it just it falls on its face. And it also is an insult to the, uh, I'm going to try to use this, a good word appropriately, meritocracy. Um, of the league where it's based on your skill you are awarded these lucrative jobs yes and i've I've seen people try to reference tim tebow but oh god tim i mean they'll be oh tim tebow won playoff games yeah that's fine but tim tebow even after his stint was done in denver he was on the eagles roster Mm -hmm. he went to patriots camp and he was cut by those teams he was given the opportunity to play in preseason games, practice, and attempt to make the 53-man roster, which it obviously appears that Colin Kaepernick is not even giving getting the opportunity to do. Yeah. Now, if you think Tim Tebow was a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick, you, um, you need to play soccer or something. Yeah, like exactly. You don't, you don't know what you're saying. So he's not even giving the fair share of an opportunity to try out for these, these spots. And people are like, oh, well... Oh, uh, he wanted all this money and et cetera, but there's there's been no reports of that. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just people speculating. I, I've seen him give away a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> to, his, to yeah. his causes. Yeah. And he hasn't said one word. Yeah, we have that's... not seen him his face in terms of him. Oh, uh, tr- where the media is trying to twist his words or oh, did you see what he said? Not yet. He's been sitting there peacefully, quiet, just waiting by the phone, doing whatever. I mean, they, he he went up to I guess Seattle and, and met with team officials up there. Yep. Um, didn't get, didn't, I guess, get offered a contract, but... Did, did you hear the part from multiple teams about, I don't know about his motivations? That's what got me. I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, if the guy can play the game, if we've established that, um, I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the league. I'm, I've never said that. Uh, I think he's better than at least 15 to 18 of the quarterbacks that are yeah. starting, <laughs> but I'm not saying he's the absolute best. 
But um, if we've established that he can play the game, why on earth do we are we have, even having a conversation about uh, his motivations for football whatsoever? That that to me is very insulting, especially given the number of convicted criminals you have in this league. Yeah, that don't that I, I've never heard that. I don't know if they're serious. He's serious enough about the game. Ben Roethlisberger was accused of uh, sexually assaulting twice. Female twice. twice. Uh, twice. He probably he injured himself on a on a motorcycle as well. I mean, you don't question his motivations. Even even Brady and we have had our knockdown drag out yeah. arguments about Brady versus Montana. You know, you could argue yeah. is, is he number one or two of all time. Brady's had a whole bunch of controversies. We, yeah. we don't have to recite them. Never once is there any question about him being dedicated to football. Obviously, very different player from Cap. I get all that. But I and I don't believe that every single NFL owner got together on a secret back phone or whatever and said, hey, don't do it. But I think they're all chicken shit and cowardly to not try and give him an opportunity. And I also believe that it's not about winning either. If you can... Prove, and I think you can statistically, it's not very hard, that this player is better than the person starting for your team at quarterback or on the bench, you know, one yeah. and two, then because of the importance of that position, you are automatically, in my opinion, for most offenses, losing three to six games of the 16-game season yeah. because you have an inferior quarterback. To my count, Stitch, that means... If you're a good team that's just barely making the playoffs, you're way out of the playoffs. Yeah. Based on not ha- not having him on your team. Especially if you get an injury at the quarterback position, yeah. you're essentially screwed. You could be a 10 or 11 win team with him, or you could be a 6 win team with him. Yeah. Or without him, rather. That's huge. Yeah. That's why everyone with, uh, all eyes are on Baltimore when they when Flacco goes down. And you essentially have Ryan Mallett, who hasn't been able to prove he can do shit. Of course he can. He couldn't even make make his airline flights to for uh, when he was with the Texans to, they, to get to the right stadium. They're entertaining um, CFL Canadian Football League. Never played in the NFL players yeah. ahead of him, and you. I mean, it's, it's it's actually laughable. And I'm glad that some people are saying, you know what, I'm just not watching the NFL this year. Yeah. You know. That is their right to do so. I am positive the NFL is going to have some spin when these ratings come out. Because the NFL is king. Right. All day Sunday in the fall and on Monday. Yeah. So if you see, and last year they had, oh, the election. We we couldn't compete with the election. <laughs> okay. I want, I want to hear these excuses come up. Yes. We, we'll revisit it in October. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So, you know, do you have any? Uh, I mean, it sort of seemed that Marshawn Lynch and Michael Bennett had different approaches to their deal, like where Lynch didn't say shit. Lynch doesn't care about saying I'm shit. Just here, so I won't get fined. <laughs> I love it. I, I do love Marshawn. Yeah, and Bennett uh, was pretty vocal about his reasons for sitting. Cool. Um, so they both took it at different different ends of the spectrum. Both doing it respectfully in their their protests. You don't, and I, the other thing is, I'm not telling anybody to like it. You can hate it all you want. I don't care. But don't make up excuses. Yeah. Don't lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. All right. Uh, Zeke. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. This is the other. That's your hot. boy. That was your boy God you were beating it. the drum with uh, last year. God damn it. Feed, feed the beast. <laughs> yeah. feed, feed Zeke. 
Yeah, I guess I did beat the drum of a. He, he had a good rookie season. Come yeah, on now. He did. He's a he's a dumbass. So. Yeah. I mean, just we've seen him pulling down women's tops. Yeah. Uh, drunken fights, perhaps, and potentially sexual assault. Yeah. Like different and multiple different stupid off the field incidents. That's a pattern with yeah. him. Pattern behavior. Now. Some people are going to say, well, what about the text messages from this accused, uh, accusing um, female that yeah. accused him of sexual assault? I don't, it seems like maybe Dallas released these text messages that indicate there was possibly a blackmail for a sex tape of some sort. I'm, I want to leave that over here. I'm putting yeah. my hands over to the side. I want to leave that over here. She's not the one playing the game. She's not the famous one. Zeke has behavioral problems. Yes. Um, it's a, it's a, obviously it's a history of events <laughs> that uh, seem to have <laughs> taken place and seem to be following this, this knucklehead at this point in time. Um, NFL doesn't play anymore when it comes to domestic violence. At least they say they don't. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> or at least they... Show and prove. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they lack consistency. And they're worried about getting caught in another Ray Rice situation where they suspend somebody, not enough games. Um, the Ray Rice two games initially. It was two games with Ray Rice saying, and then the tape got out, and they looked foolish. We got, we got to give ourselves some credit. I know both of us, if we rewind the tape, I got to find that episode. When the first tape came out, we both were like, nah. He, he knocked her out cold yeah. and was dragging her by... Who drags a loved one basically by their shoulders across the cold, hard concrete yeah, of a was hotel floor? dead weight. Um, and people are like, oh, well, we didn't see what happened before she was dead You weight. got your blinders you on. You didn't need to see what happened. You know how you got from A to C. And you know what the <laughs> other thing is? I don't... Now, I believe the public didn't see. I believe the NFL had that footage the entire time, and I believe the... the team had that footage yeah when it became public oh i'm outraged too let's suspend the hell out of them <laughs> yes now where it gets sort of tricky with this is like you said there was some i guess an attempt to potentially blackmail with a, a sex tape scandal kind zeke, of deal back on zeke yeah um we don't know what was said or the aspects of that if it's a consensual sex tape or if it was a i don't think it was a sexual assault tape because then that would be a Boy. whole different legal matter. I didn't even matter. think about that. Jeez. And I'm sure it would be talked about. We yeah. haven't heard it, those words used with this so-called sex tape. Okay. Um, regardless <laughs> of if she says, I'm going to ruin your career. If, she, if he hit her and put these so-called bruises on her that we haven't seen. We don't know. I don't know where these bruises are located. I don't know the severity of these bruises. This is a lot of speculation and I'm not trying to downplay it. But... Or, or hype it up. The fact remains, how'd, how'd she get the bruises? Yep. Um, the interesting point is normally you need to prove something did happen more so than it didn't happen. So if you're Ezekiel Elliott, how do you prove to say that you didn't do something? Especially with your history. Yeah. When you're, as the defendant in this case, if someone's accusing you of something, you need to prove that you didn't do something. It's on the prosecution or the, the the people involved to prove that you actually did do it. Here's where I know he's stupid. Um, you're in football country. You're playing for America's team. 
Uh, you had one of the best rookie seasons that we've ever seen from a running back, you mm-hmm. know, especially lately. Um, and you are instantly famous. You were famous in college, don't get me wrong. But um, you're on top of the world. And you just, over and over again, are putting yourself in ridiculous scenarios. You have the wrong people around you. You, you saw Entourage yeah. back in the day. You watching Ballers and whatnot. <laughs> You know it's just as important, your nutrition and how you lift in and how you practice in, as it is who's around you when you're not on the field. Correct. You're around some stupid people. It sounds like you may be the ringleader of the dumb people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't have much sympathy for him. I think he's going to lose his appeal. The NFL with Roger Goodell is judge, juror, and executioner. Yeah. They, the NFL PA put him in the position to be all of those. Yeah. So there's not hands are tied. There's nothing that's going to happen, Cowboy yeah. fans. He's going to serve these six games, um, and I'm going to already say you will be lucky to win two of those games without him. I'd have to see what the schedule looks like. Yeah, I you're think, right. I think they do right. have a tough beginning part of the schedule. Yeah, um, but it, three games is all gravy to me without your number one running back yeah. on that team. I mean. Essentially, that's why my crying drone of the week is going to be Jerry Jones. Because mm. uh, for somebody who decided to kick Lucky Whitehead off the team yep. for being wrongly accused for shoplifting and having a warrant, True. who kicked him out, found out the next day, oh yeah, the police department fucked up. Yep. Now all of a sudden you got this guy who you know has been ripping off girls' tops, who uh, was looked into a domestic violence thing, and the NFL ruled that he is somewhat liable, if not fully culpable, for what happened to this female. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're, you're outraged. Yeah, I'm, yeah exactly. I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm so mad at the I'm NFL. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah, get a, miss me with that. How hard is it? I, I really <laughs> want to know. Someone from the NFL, former player, someone has to explain this to me. How hard is it not to commit domestic violence? I mean, I know you're famous. I know you're very strong. I know you're alpha male and aggressive. I get it. <laughs> You got women who groupies who want to be with you. Not saying everybody's reputable. Not saying nobody lies or whatever. It's not hard not to physically attack somebody when you're one of the strongest people on the planet. It just isn't. It really isn't. Maybe this will be a quote symbolic victory. <laughs> symbolic victory. We're gonna set the bar low, and oh, maybe, maybe the six games suspension will be symbolic. To tell men to stop putting their hands on women. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Fuck you, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I really have no love for her either. That's why I had to step out of the room. I was like, I don't care about oh, this. Oh, man. You should, that was great. Yeah, I will listen, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was on Black and Black Times mm-hmm. Infinity. Um, CTE reports uh, confirm what anybody who's been uh, not living under a rock Football has fucks known. up your brain. Yes. Long-term... Um, some of the most damaging stuff you can do is play uh, professional football, probably collegiate, and probably even a, into varsity high school football to a certain extent as well, as long as there's, you know, if you're in a, a high-impact position. Okay. To, to go with this, and it's been a, a topic that I've heard talked about with a lot of people. Yep. Would you... How do you feel if your son would want to play football? With, with this ongoing news coming out... In all these reports, would yeah. you be in favor of it if he wanted to? Obviously, most people are, are just like, if my son wants to play football or soccer or whatever, if soccer or football, whatever he wants to play is fine. Are you going to say no if it came down to it? I don't want you playing football it's, because of what seems to be a constant, uh, seems to be 
pretty much right and ready true, your brain's going to get scrambled and you're going to have these issues most likely later on in life. I mean, obviously, they're, we're talking about the NFL where people are 300 to 200 pound men running at each other at 15, close to 20 miles an hour. So obviously it's different at high school level of Pop Warner, but so I've heard people say that they don't want their children even involved with this because of health concerns. This is damaging. Um, I have a seven-year-old son. Uh, he's tall and skinny, and so <laughs> maybe maybe a wide receiver uh, or a kicker for him. <laughs> but um, I go back and forth. Um, I think that it's a very small percentage, obviously, that get to play not only NFL football, but even college yeah. football when you're talking about for a big school or a Division One school, period. Um, I think, I mean, I, I was someone who played high school football. Uh, I was no good at it. So don't look, <laughs> don't look up my stats at Moreau Catholic High School. Um, but I enjoyed some of my time playing football. It was tough. Right. I, you know, I'm able to kind of function mentally at this point sometimes, uh, except when I'm making arguments about comics. But um, <laughs> I, I would be okay with Pop Warner, just in general, um, and that's all the way up until 7th or 8th grade. High school is when there would be some very serious discussions, and I want to have not only conversations with my own son, but with the coaching staff about safety. Uh-huh. And if there are indications... Even a hint that he's had a concussion, he's stopping. I think the, the biggest problem that I have isn't always the sport itself when, it's, when you're talking about at a high school level, and I'm not talking about yeah. anything beyond high school so far, is the brain still developing and taking time off to recover when it's occurred. Yeah, That's the bigger issue. Yes, because kids can get into car accidents yeah. and get a concussion too. I get that. But if you're not taking time out to recover, then you're just and getting another one, then you're just making it worse and worse and worse. We haven't, and this is almost relatively new within the past, let's say, five years. Is we've developed all this uh, insight into the the whole concussion phenomenon. Back prior to that, if you got a concussion, there weren't doctors checking you out. There weren't independent doctors checking you out, mandatorily pulling you off of the field. You just got your brain scrambled. All right. Maybe you'll take a series, get back out there. And if you didn't, you were sort of chastised by the coach, by the Everybody. obviously by the fans. And, and Everybody, maybe even other what's team. wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. It, it, and um, we've come a long, long way. I mean, there's obviously Steve Young is a, a really notable example of somebody who concussions shortened his career. And he was getting just blasted and blown up. I, I personally, I did play football. Um, I've been concussed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just... You go see the trainer. All right, you're done for the day. Good. Come back next tomorrow. Day, next day, I'm back out there running around doing the same stuff I was doing the day before. Obviously, with the advancement in medicine and, and MRIs and, and actually taking brain scans and, and seeing stuff where we have a, a protocol now where we're a lot wiser to the actual damage of your brain hitting the fucking side of your skull. Let me hit the bricks a little bit. I'm using that from Jalen and Jacoby. I like when he does that. But um, I'm going to call bullshit on something. I got a couple friends that are doctors. Uh, Shout out to Dr. Bain and Dr. Uh, Reddick. This has been in the medical community known for much longer. And the NFL has hid behind that shield, discredited some 
doctors, including there was a movie about Will it. Smith playing yeah. the Nigerian with a terrible accent. <laughs> um, this has been something that they have tried to discredit and come after people for yeah. releasing. They have known about it for much longer than the le- this past decade or so. Um, and I think that the NFL needs to get called out on it. It's about money, and it's about players' health costs after they've finished playing. Yeah. You know, so I we've gone a little off topic. I can't stand that the NFL suppressed medical information. I think that they deserve uh, all of the damning um, critique possible, much like the cigarette industry in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, talking about it's okay to be pregnant and smoke. That's a really good comparison, yeah. Um, that's what they did. But going back a little bit, high school football, it would depend on the coaching staff and their ability to say, even if this is a star quarterback or a star linebacker or whatever, and it's high school varsity football, if they have a concussion, coach, this player can't play. Right. So maybe. Pop okay. Warner, yes. Got it. Damn, we, we, we went all the way around on that one. Yes, I like it. Yes, we did. Um, let's jump into this one. This number, this number six on here. Stitch's favorite team, the L.A. Lakers. Getting possibly a slap on the wrist here from the NBA. Uh, there are charges being filed by the Indiana Pacers uh, against the Los Angeles Lakers for tampering with a... Player under contract, Paul George, while he was there last year for the Indiana Pacers. He has subsequently been uh, traded over to Oklahoma City, as we've mentioned. Um, This, I don't think, is going to be a huge deal, but I think they are going to get potentially slapped on the wrist for this. Maybe even lose a draft pick in the coming years. I saw saw the article headline... Was And um, I think there was a video, but I didn't see exactly what was... was, Because I... The video, the video was, was what, when uh, Magic was on Kimmel or something? Yeah. Now, timeline-wise, I remember that appearance on Kimmel, um, and, he, and Magic was joking. I don't want to take things out of context. He was joking okay. and doing a wink-wink uh, when talking to Kimmel about getting Paul George and sitting courtside at either the Lakers Magic, game versus... The, the celebrity and former player. You're right. He can speak freely and whatever. I think that that appearance on Kimmel is used as an example of... Something that we all saw him do okay. prior to him becoming uh, associated or an employee of the Lakers again. Okay. But still, there's probably other evidence that they have of tampering. I, I still think that it probably happens. I don't think the Lakers are the only ones doing this, especially mm-hmm. with the current free agent market or right. whatever. <gasps> I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors did it with Kevin Durant last year. I really wouldn't. Yeah. But essentially, when, when Draymond's calling... Uh, people after the finals, supposedly in the car. Yeah, yeah. That's just a, that. Well, that. I, I don't know. I, timeline wise, I believe he was still with because he didn't sign with the Warriors until like July, and the mm-hmm. finals ended in June. You're probably right. I'm glad that that's not being investigated <laughs> as a, as a Warriors fan. But um, you know, especially with a team that is rebuilding an important franchise to the league, uh, you don't want to miss any draft picks or have any uh, yeah. things slapped on you. I think it would. And I'd have to. I wish I'd done a little bit more research to find out what teams have been penalized for tampering. I know that um, Minnesota got whacked, but that was some sort of salary cap sneaking, cheating kind of thing. I can't Minnesota, really remember. I think it got Kevin McHale fired or removed from 
Oh, when he was up there, huh? Yeah. Okay. And I remember something about that. And I'm trying to think of like a, another example of tampering. It's happened before, but I can't recall um, what player was kind of involved and if it was just money. If it if it's money, that's fine. I don't. Based on what I've seen, I, I think if, if it was something egregious uh, and you're caught red-handed in the cookie jar, yeah, then yeah, you got you got to take maybe some picks away. But I mean, it wasn't successful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't get him. They didn't get him. Um, and yet, yeah. So how many we, years is we with the, is he with OKC? Is this just a? I think one, it's a one or two year. One, one or, I believe it's one or two years. Yeah. I don't think it's long term with, with OKC. The option for a second, maybe we'll see. maybe it's a player club player option with a second. So, yeah, we shall see. Um, so more to come on that. It was just breaking today. So if you're listening to this and some new news has come out, you know, it just happened today while we're recording. Uh, Hova. Jay-Z, yeah. coming out in an interview, talking about Big Baller Brand, which we've discussed many times, praising it. Said he bought three pairs. Said he supports um, the, I guess, the ball image of wanting to own something himself. And came out at folks criticizing him for wanting to create his own brand. Yeah. What say you? I, I think it's... It's predictable for him to say that. Essentially, he himself, Jay Z, in his in his own music career in uh, entrepreneurship, rocked the boat in terms of with it with everything going on with title. Yep. With him and uh, Kanye just releasing tracks and records on that, and we've talked plenty of times on Black and Black Times Infinity, um, how successful that would be, or if it was not going to be. I remember we had a debate. Uh, saying someone was going to sue uh, Kanye because he released something on, it was only going to be on title, and then eventually it came out on, on I guess, in, in stores, had physical yep. copies and everything. Um, title is successful, from what I've seen. Sure. Um, you essentially have three of the biggest artists... In the world. In the world, with Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Kanye. What about, isn't Riri on there too? I'm not sure. She could be possibly. Don't quote me. Don't quote me. Yeah, but top top uh, artists are releasing their music on Tidal. Essentially, it started with just one or two, if you want to say Kanye or Jay-Z. I mean, they were sort of linked together in that. And essentially, they were going up against Apple Music and Spotify, which you can compare to Nike and Adidas. Yes, If if you want to compare it to shoe companies, this person... I mean, even though he's sort of loud and brash and unpolished in terms of LeVar Ball, it's it's sort of the, the mat method he decided to go with in terms of uh, branding his son's shoes. Now, the fact that he doesn't really wear them all the time when he's playing, that's something different and interesting in itself, and we'll see how that plays out when Lonzo is playing 82 games a year. If he's actually wearing the shoes that he's supposed to be uh, the, the endorser behind. Yes. But um, I, I think Jay-Z has to respect what, what he's doing because it's comparable to exactly what he did in, with, with releasing his music. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back a little bit further because I'm an old school, real deal Jay-Z fan. I, I, I just respect this man immensely. Rockefeller uh, did not have to be successful. We're doing hindsight 2020. But there was no uh, guarantee that that was going to be as successful and lucrative yeah. as it was. Uh, his stuff with Dame Dash at the time, he moved past Dame Dash, you know, 
who was thought to be untouchable and a, a big icon in the music business. As strange as that sounds in yeah. 2017, you go back to the late 90s and talk about Dame Dash. Yeah. He's on the level of Puffy and Jermaine Dupri yeah. in a lot of ways. Same conversation. Um, so, yes, he respects entrepreneurship. He respects black entrepreneurship um, much more than people give him credit for. Jay-Z has had an awakening uh, in terms of his social, socially conscious and business um, mentorship. And there's been a lot of great mentors uh, that he's had. But he's a self-made man. And he, he sees the hustle. He respects the hustle of uh, LeVar Ball. Even though LeVar Ball says some stuff that people find offensive, he's still... What other father of any NBA player, current NBA player, do you know? Right now, off the, I, I don't know. Besides Cur Del Curry, who's played, I'm talking about people who did not play the game. Do you know any? Most people don't, and his son hasn't played a single game in yeah. the NBA yet. Ironically, you know most of the mamas. You do know most of the yeah, mamas. I do most of the mamas, um, and I never really had a problem with Lonzo. I mean, with Lavar having his son's back. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, it's you're your son. To, you're supposed to not think your son's the greatest thing, and you're not supposed to hype him up and you're not supposed to support him and think that he can do all things. Yes. I, I have no issue with that. It's just, I thought it, he was making things possibly more difficult for Lonzo when he gets into the league and into an actual locker room. But it seems like he's falling back a little bit in terms of he's not trying to run the Los Angeles Lakers or tell him who needs to be starting or how many minutes his son needs to be yep. playing. Yep. Yes, <laughs> I agree. He's letting his son's uh, game speak for itself, which we've only had a summer league template to look at. Yes. Look good during that. Definitely. We'll, we'll see. But I, I don't have any problem. He's he's promoting his brand. I don't like the shoes personally. I don't think that they, they look good. I don't think Steph Curry's shoes look good. So Yeah. With basketball shoes, there have been plenty of ugly-ass Jordans that y'all have rocked for decades um, where initially, and I remember when a lot of them came out, people said, those are some ugly shoes. Yeah. And they went on to become classics. The patent leather one, I, I don't speak Jordanese. I don't know if it's, <laughs> it's number eight, number nine. Yeah. I can't remember what they But the patent leather ones, that to me, are some of the most awesome ones and most iconic ones that he wore, 95, 96, yeah. or whatever it was. Those were laughed at initially. So all I'm saying is, even with great pieces of art or whatever, or, or fashion... You know, sometimes you have to give it a while. Yeah, they got to breathe. You know, and... It's like wine. For basketball shoes, it's all going to depend on how he plays. The Lakers, I, don't, I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, but they are still limelight. They're still playing in Hollywood. They're still going to be on TV and nationally televised games a whole lot, given their record where they, you know, they're going to yeah. get uh, elevated attention, just like we talk about with the Knicks. Um... And if he balls out of control, pun intended, you're going to see many more people saying, hmm, them shoes aren't that bad. Yeah. Or he's going to leverage it into getting the figure or the amount of money that he wants from Nike or Reebok or Adidas. Could. He is, he's, he's not tied down to anything, so he can cross out the big baller brand shoe aspect if he wants to, if Nike decides to pony up to, the level, to whatever his asking price was. Or put it below. Remember... <laughs> Jordans are known as Jordans even more so than they're known as Nikes. You don't see a whole lot of Nike yeah. swoosh logos on Jordans because they well, are Nike's Jordans. Nike's its own sort of brand. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if he's a true great Hall of Fame player, you know, and he can bring another chip to Los Angeles, you do that? 
you might be able to get the ball brand of whatever other uh, under you know underneath that mm-hmm. ball brand big time shoe company or which I would love to see because Stefan Marbury failed at this. You have the baller brand truly become a rival, a new rival of Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. Yeah. It'd be interesting. And even Under Armour wasn't really in the basketball game all that much before Steph. Yeah. That was just a few years ago. That's true. Yeah. You know? I mean, we've, I thought about more Under Armour for football cleats. Yeah. You know? So there's a precedent here. If, especially for basketball shoes, if he balls out of control... You could see these become the next hot thing. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I know I have failed over and over again with my lies to myself (laughs) and to you, our listening audience, about getting NBA 2K. I know some of y'all want to play against me online and probably destroy me. I'm going to get it this year. Uh, Have they released a commercial for it yet or anything? I haven't seen a commercial okay. yet, but I've, I've heard buzzing and hype. Who's, who's all... the cover athlete that you're going to judge? I think it is Kyrie, if I'm not mistaken. Is it Kyrie? I think it is. Oh, okay. That's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, but that's a, you need to pick a, a, a stand. Oh, on Kyrie? Yeah, because uh, your whole thing is Paul George needs not be on this cover. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Kyrie is an NBA champion no matter what. But he, you no, your thing was superstar. Is Kyrie a superstar? Because that's what you were beating the drum with about Paul George. I'm, I'm I, I might do a little. Game. I might do a slight bit of backtracking, but it's only a one-two step. I think he's a. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say it with my chest. I'm a. I'm a whisper. I think he's a superstar. He's <laughs> just a hypocrite. You just backpedaled and just. Contradicted everything you said in the first twenty minutes about how he wasn't able to lead a team by himself. Blah 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 blah. Don't listen to that first Who, part. Who's gotten John. further in the playoffs by themselves, Paul George or Kyrie? But okay, yes, Paul George has. But I mean, he's Kyrie still had the biggest shot in the world in any finals that we've seen since maybe Ray Allen. You know, was so Miami? Sure, sure we have been putting Robert Ori on on basketball cover games. We're not going to go there. We're not, <laughs> Derek Fisher need to be on the cover again? I, I'm not as... Okay, there's selective outrage that I go through. You put Kerr or Paxson? There's oh. selective <laughs> outrage that I go through. And Kyrie being on the cover, which I think he truly is, doesn't enrage me as much as Paul George yeah, I, did I last year. I remember Ron Artest hit a shot, locked out a game. God damn game it. Game of seven. I was bringing up 2K... <laughs> Trying to eat some crow and say that I will be getting the game, goddammit. And then also, uh, they're bringing in a new mode. Uh, it's going to be franchise, uh, all-time franchise team. So, okay. um, obviously, we I think we know what the Bulls, Spurs, Lakers, and Celtics, some yeah. of those franchises I guess it's sort of like, like Madden where you can play like the whatever year yeah, teams. Well, or is it just like all-time I think Lakers, it's all all-time I think, Bulls, all-time Celtics? I think it's all-time of each franchise. So, I want to so, see what these rosters, when, when they release these rosters, we'll have to uh, get a copy of them and sort of uh, look over and see if there's any uh, mistakes or if people are uh, excluded. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just the starters or if, if it's the whole bench too, but... I saw some, and I don't know if this was fan art or not, but like obviously Lakers with not only Magic but Kobe, Shaq, and Kareem, yeah, and I was like, "Wow, scary. that's that's impressive." That's scary. But then at the same time, I was you know looking at even some of the. I mean, uh, 
Spurs teams with Duncan and David Robinson and yeah, and Kawhi and uh, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, Rodman, Young Parker, Ginobili. That's that's a force, you yeah. know, you know, and and then obviously we're still going to talk about the fact that where they would compete against the current Warriors. Yeah. You know, I mean, those, those are. Those and, will be fun simulation yeah, games. It's, smart, it's a smart business move by 2K because essentially we talked this entire, the past two years on where these Warriors would stack up against these all-time teams. Now, you, now you're doing fan service by letting people play it out and, and see for itself how, how tough it might be or if you can shut them down. Or... Yeah. The other big story about NBA 2K that is kind of, it's not actually a big story. It's something that was kind of a footnote and I found it funny because we've talked about this multiple times. So I guess they're adding the WNBA into oh, NBA 2K. Um, nobody cares whatsoever. <laughs> um, we've talked about that league before, but they're throwing that in there as like, here's some DLC yeah. extra content that you don't Good give a shit about. Grief. You can play in front of 7,000 people. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, hey, it is what it is. But um, we will get those rosters. They've shown people dunking on the commercial. I remember seeing that. They've shown some of these women dunking. I'm just like, Ew. Really, though? Throw, like, throwing it down, down, like, cocking it back, tobahawk. And I was like, you better stop with that. I, I, I know you're listening to this, <laughs> obviously, through your computer or your iPod or whatever. But I'm giving that face from that meme where that guy's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, I, it's just, it's suspect as hell. Yeah. But um, more power to them. I, it obviously showcases that... The sport and that league doesn't warrant its own video game. Not, you know what I mean? Not even on like yeah. 3DS or something, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> here's where I want to get your thoughts on. I know you're big into college football. We're all at the cusp of college football starting. Predictions. Uh, what well, say you? Well, I mean, obviously, I've said before, I'm a huge Michigan fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Jim Harbaugh. I love love how he runs his team. Yep, and yep. I, I want them to succeed and, and do really well. Um, obviously, Ohio State's a, a dominant team year in, year out. Yes, yes. Um, they have uh, JT Barrett, there's quarterback, who um, I believe he's a senior this year. He's going to be in Heisman talk. Yes. Um, you have your defending Heisman Trophy winner, the uh, Jackson kid from Louisville. Uh, and obviously, Alabama. Every year they essentially roll out the same juggernaut-style team and, and they go through the season. Maybe they'll trip up a game, but, you know, they're going to be at the end discussion of the, the final teams involved. Um, I mean, I, I like to see how stuff plays out. That's, that's one of my issues with college football is essentially these teams are pigeonholed into preseason ranking before we actually even see them play. Yeah. And for some reason, people have it in their mindset that, this team can't fall down based on where they were gifted this position unless they lose. Can I also piggyback on that? This is still a very violent and dangerous game, obviously, even at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. Key injuries should also yeah. uh, tamper expectations, mm-hmm. let's just say, it too. And there are always some key injuries in college football as yeah. well. So Yeah, I always like to see the teams go out there and play. There's... Um, Alabama plays at Florida State week one. That'll be interesting. So we will see how good Bama is right off the bat. Yes, yes. Um, we also see how good Florida State is right off the bat. I think, and I think Florida State might be number two. So obviously, and 
maybe part of it is because they want the one-two matchup opening weekend. They do get the hype, even though Florida lost Dalvin Cook and and uh, some of their their big players um, in the draft, obviously. Um, but I mean, they wanted to everyone to come out ready, hype, crazy. One versus two opening weekend matchup of of the year, the century, etc. We hear it every year with with the one versus two matchup. But it's it's obviously not as long of a season as as football. But I, I like these matchups that these teams are doing, where they're not hiding behind playing Delaware State yes. or Eastern Missouri and and having cakewalk schedules. They're Letting the play show up on the field, Daddy. and we're seeing how everything goes. Um, I don't know if I don't know how to hit the pause button, but uh, we had a good visitor uh, just come in. But yeah, like I said, um, these these college football programs, uh, even Clemson, for example, Clemson will be up there, defending national champions. Everyone talked about Alabama, but Clemson was the one that won. Yeah, exactly. Everybody <laughs> forgets yeah, that Clemson won. I mean, Deshaun Watson went pro, but their defense was. Was uh, what helped get them to that position. So we'll see how it folds out throughout the course of the season. Whoever, and that's why I love college football so much. Is if you go undefeated, you will most likely be rewarded at the end of the season. Now more so than than with previous years, where you have four teams going into the to the playoff system rather than two. So if you can make it through your schedule, beat the opponents in front of you week in week out, you'll get to the final four, and who knows? We'll see. Um, I can't wait for this. Uh, this is the you only. Know, I'm not watching NFL for <laughs> obvious reasons that we've talked about many times before. But I'm gonna watch much more college football this year. Uh, I like some of the hype train. I also love the college football atmosphere from a fan perspective. Uh, I, I, it, it's hard to describe for especially people living in California. I mean, I think USC has probably the best college football culture yeah. in this state. Maybe even in this region, maybe. But, um, you know, when you talk about the Southeast and Big Ten, uh, Big 12, too, uh, you're talking about entire cities being taken over by fans yeah. every Saturday. And I, I, I haven't looked this up, so you stop me if I'm wrong. Doesn't tailgating truly come from college football, big college football games? Uh, I would think so. I know it's, it's an event, unlike... Unlike the NFL, where essentially you can't get onto the parking lot at the NFL stadium until like three hours beforehand. Yeah. Um, I went to college down in Louisiana. I've been to more LSU football games than I can count, and including tailgates, where people where people will arrive on campus on Thursday, parked out with their RVs, hanging out, getting ready for a big matchup, cooking up pots of jambalaya, big super pots, roasting pigs, alligator. Yep. Whatever animal they can find on a spit, it's it's a carnival atmosphere, but it's so great, and everyone's just having a good time. And it's at many places, it's better than the actual game. Yeah, you're saying it's you go to places like Ole Miss, um, where they they've had good football teams to above average year in year out, but everyone knows that the tailgate on the Grove is one of the best spots to go to for on a, on a Saturday for the game. I mean. These places exist all throughout the country. I mean, in LSU, like I said, um, just now, Ole Miss. Um, you can even go up north to places like Penn State, uh, Wisconsin. All the Florida schools. Yeah, the Florida schools, not a throwdown. I mean, Georgia, I've been to a few UGA games, yeah, Georgia, University of Georgia. Yeah, Tennessee. I mean, they, they all have their unique traditions that are really awesome to see. I mean, you see Auburn where they actually have like an eagle fly over the field. Colorado, you have a live buffalo yeah. uh, leading the team out. 
I'm I'm willing to go as far as to say this, even though I love NBA basketball, and that is my, my all-time favorite sport right now. Um, I think college football has the best fan experience. Oh yeah. From a pre-game, post-game, and during game, um, in terms of getting all those hundred thousand people in there, uh, and it's just like you said, the spectacle of it. I prefer that uh, over almost any other sporting event. Period. Yeah. If you're talking about the big games, yeah. you know. I mean, I, I enjoy playing fantasy football on Sundays, and that's uh, a huge reason why I enjoy NFL. I mean, I, I watch the games, but it, definitely having being invested in each one of the games is is big for football because of fantasy, and it it, require, it helps people watch or care about Cleveland versus Jacksonville. Yeah. It will make people in, in different markets uh, pay attention to what's going on with Miami playing uh, the Broncos or something. Yeah, late so, in the season. Yeah, late yeah. in the season where it doesn't really matter. With uh, college football, every week matters. Uh, you want to beat your rival. Yes. Um, they're not, you want to beat Scrubs. Yeah, you know, you, you want to beat the team that you're heavily favored against by 40 points yeah exactly i mean you have family loved ones that went to rival schools uh even co-workers that you know went to to the neighboring school it's it's a blood rivalry in many of the those senses and uh it, it becomes sort of personal but not, not to the extreme sense where people are, are taking out violence on each other but uh I enjoy opening. It's my Christmas. Opening yeah. weekend for college football is my Christmas. Most of the time, I always take off that weekend, and I wake up early morning as soon as game day comes on, and I'm watching Lee Corso, Kurt Herbstreet, uh, and him put on that mascot head, and I, yes. I, I get I get ready. I, I make my coffee. I make me a nice breakfast, and I'm just on that couch trying to watch as many games as I can That's awesome. the entire Saturday. It's, it's great. There's no other feeling like it. That's awesome. Um, you getting mad? No, I don't get. I, and it 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 aggravates me because of the O'Bannons, why we don't have an NFL college NFL game in terms of using players likeness for the EA Sports game. But I, I had stopped getting Madden for a while. Last Madden I got, Dante Culpepper might have been on the cover. God damn, yeah, Jesus it was, Christ! Either Culpepper or Vic, one of those one of those years. But I've always been. I've just been strictly college. It was college football until uh, I think it was two thousand. Seven or eight when, yeah, when they been, did the last one. It's been a while, man. Uh, man, yeah, it's it's painful. I I miss it because I I love the whole recruiting aspect. Th- those were my favorite games. I would go out. I'd be at GameStop waiting for the midnight release, and I had many good matchups and dynasties with uh with Derek and other college uh, friends, Ahmad, and plenty of roommates, and we would just go through years and years of of that dynasty franchise with with teams. I feel like I'm actually sorry for EA in a lot of ways and I don't feel sorry for EA mo- very often. But that's a franchise that there's obviously a demand for. There's a huge demand. It's one of the best sellers if you can produce it, especially and it's annualized. Yeah. They're literally not allowed to do it because of archaic NCAA rules, you know. Yeah. And I would be fine. I think most gamers, you know, and football fans to a certain extent, lesser extent, would be okay with giving some of the players or programs or something some kickback yeah. in order to get that annualized great franchise back in stores like GameStop again. Um, it would be a nice thing, especially given the fact that only 2 or 3% of all of those players actually go pro. Yeah. You know, wouldn't you like 
to make, even if it's something modest, a few thousands of dollars, you know, based yeah. off of uh, the sale and of then, a video game. And yeah, maybe give it to them after they graduate or something. There if, you go. If, if, you're, if you're saying the hands are tied because you can't give players in college money and et cetera, et cetera. It's in a fund. Put it in a fund for when they graduate. Yeah. That, I don't see a problem with that. I even feel like an EA is a corporation that, you know, isn't trying to, it's not a charity or whatever. I even feel like they might even be willing to do that if there was some type of compromise. I would you think know? so, yeah. And the goodwill you would see, receive from gamers, it would probably make it, you yeah, know, work, work it out with the schools. Uh, I mean, you only at Division you know One, you have like 119 schools, so you can figure it out. You know what? Even if it's on a limited basis, where you only have 50 schools, that's fine. Top 50 programs in the, in the con- conference or in the uh, in the country, only from the big big conferences. You don't need you know Northern uh, mm. South Dakota State. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. we've gone off track, but we, but it's always fun. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Hit us up uh, at BTI for the group page or at Cthulhu's Prodigy. It's it's hey it's Stitch H E Y I T S S T I T C H. Shoot us some questions on Twitter, uh, whichever you want to hear us talk about. If you got your opinions on anything you heard today, on if you got Kyrie's side, if you got LeBron's side, where you stand on if Zeke's punishment's fair, if it's not fair enough, should he be suspended for a year or less? What you think about the concussions uh, studies and if uh, Jay Z's uh, in the right for for supporting the big baller brand? And, yeah. I mean college football. I know Derek's listening, so let us know who you think. It's going to uh, dominate college football this year. And give me some leeway and let me do my backtracking when it comes to NBA 2K. Don't, don't blow me up, Derek. Or Inclination or Dirty Stew. Yes, Thank y'all. Yeah, let's talk to you guys uh, soon. Mamba out. Peace.